You're listening to the Whenever It Kicks podcast with me, Jessie Kay. And today, on episode 13, I have a special guest who's currently sitting opposite me on his phone, probably looking at the news. Um, and his name is, he's also the father of my children, his name <laughs> is... Alfie Brown. Are you looking forward to doing my podcast? Uh, well, we record these after the podcast and I had I a great know. time doing the podcast. Did you have a great time? I had a great time doing Even the Even though we had a false start. We had a false start, but that's fine. I think like lots of podcasts have false starts. Oh, should we start that again? It's a fine thing to do. Yeah. Absolutely fine. There's no shame in it. If you're a podcaster listening to this, don't feel bad about starting again. Restarting. Don't feel bad about having a fight and then coming back to it later. I think it shows growth in our relationship that we, we still attempted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you might... You might have times sense. all you needed just to gain a little perspective. <laughs> okay. Moonstone calms emotions, helps dreaming, improves emotional understanding and break old behavior patterns, brings unconscious desires to the conscious, conscious, conscious. Do you want to? I'm not sure how <laughs> likable I can be on this podcast when you're talking to me about crystals. Pretty though, isn't it? It is pretty. They are really pretty. They're really pretty, actually. Do you remember in the flat um, before Donnie came when you lived with me just before he arrived? And um, I had a pregnancy crystal and it fell down the back of the radiator by the bed. And so somebody who's living in that flat now still has that pregnancy crystal keeping them safe, you know? No, I found that when I moved the bed. Why didn't you give it back to me? Because I don't think it's good to encourage this sort of behaviour. <laughs> that I got that crystal after that Edinburgh where I um, walked into the door handle. And I thought, Alfie! Alfie! <laughs> and I thought I had brain damaged him. Yeah. So but you didn't know that you'd hit the, his head in there. I did because my mum, you know, ever the optimist said, and realist, to be fair to her, she um, was right because she said that, well, no, I'm, pro- I'm sure it's probably fine. It's probably fine. But you do have a huge bruise. So I'm worried that that means it's rebound. You, you've rebounded in, against something hard, like the head. Mm. Do you remember? It was a big bruise. Maybe he'd be like a genius mm. right now if he hadn't have done that. Like he's got like a normal brain now. So maybe he'd be like a one of the, do you remember when we used to watch that program? The, the children. Child genius. Child genius. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I think any child can be a genius if you have the, you know, tiger mum. Uh, surely, well, if that was true, then all the siblings of these child geniuses would also be geniuses. Yeah, but usually they are a pack of geniuses. No, it's like the one kid and it was like a weird because this one kid at the table was talking about, you know, um, Plato and whatnot. And the other kids were going, what is, what's Arthur on about? I don't know. This is so, I find this really terrifying when it comes to parenting because I do think that we could push them in certain, down certain avenues that would lead them to great things and careers and different opportunities. But is it us being lazy by not sending them to this club or this club because yeah. I just want to come home at 3.30 and rather than take them to a club. Yeah, but I wonder at what point that like enthusiasm and overbearing attentiveness like goes from, surely there's a continuum where like all of your effort is has a positive effect, positive effect, positive effect. And then you like take them to one club too many and then it starts being a negative effect. Mm. Also, I wonder about these child geniuses and like I, and I say this completely ignorantly, I don't know what the hit rate is on them having like good, happy uh, adult lives and being indeed adult geniuses. Mm, That would be good to know. They should do child genius 10 years later. Yeah. (laughs) Where where are we now? We're like... It's still going on. 
Yeah, but we're like eight years later now, aren't we? From when we watched that program the first time. Oh my God, that's terrifying. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Like six years, six years later. It's been going on a long time. Richard Osman now presents it. He always presented it. Oh, really? He's been around for a while. He has. Um, so me and Alfie have already tried to start this podcast once this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, it probably the common denominator in aborted podcasts is me when it comes to yeah. BB and you. Yeah. So I do appreciate I can be quite severe. Yeah, I think my... that's really, really good that you show that <laughs> self-knowledge about um, who the... <laughs> who is who? Who's the reason that podcasts don't get to their conclusion or reach their conclusion? And uh, it'd be interesting. Or maybe me and Bibi should do a podcast yes. together and see how easy we get to the end of it. I would love that actually, because you both go on for quite a long time sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we'd probably have quite an engaged and full conversation. <laughs> you would, but is it a conversation if someone's talking for a long time about one thing? Yeah, it's just a conversation where somebody's talking for a long time about one thing. I know, but then it's, you've got to give something back to the person. Yes, but I suppose the dynamic that we hadn't quite established in the first attempt at the record of this podcast was that um, it, because you, you, you uh, said to me quite proudly and excitedly, I've written questions to ask you on the podcast. And that given that this is your podcast uh, and, um, and, and, and I am technically a guest on it, despite the fact that we're in our home where we live uh, together, uh, I'm still technically for the purposes of this output, a guest on it. So I thought it would be a lot more conversational. But it, but it, uh, no, you sorry. thought it'd be I thought less it'd be a lot, I thought it'd be a lot more kind of you asking me questions about my uh, experience. Which is what I wanted said, it to be, but then you spoke for a long time about Liverpool Football Club. Uh, okay, and that's a complete <laughs> misrepresentation of what I did because it was a memory. You said, what's, what, what's, what's your favourite memory? About, about being a parent, pregnancy. About being a parent. And I mentioned a story recently about when I took Donnie to the football. And then you said, took that to mean, oh, what, well, you don't have any other like good memories of being a father? And I said, no, that was just one example of it. Uh, I just thought it was quite small-minded of you because that was a memory from like two weeks ago. It wasn't a memory okay, from two weeks ago. Four you weeks, keep on ago. Two, you four four weeks, weeks ago. It's not four weeks. Okay, six weeks. It's recently. Not, it's actually a hybrid of two memories, one of which is from, it is recent, yeah. Yeah. But that's, what's the problem with that? Because this is a pregnancy and motherhood podcast that's about kind yeah. of early years and um, well, Donnie is seven. All of these little caveats now are like, <laughs> if I had mentioned a, a memory from when he was a baby, you might say, oh, what, you don't have any ready, any favourite recent memories? Okay, favourite memory from when he was a baby, go. My favourite memory from when he was uh, a baby is uh, when you elbowed him in the top oh. of it. No, my favourite memory from when uh, he was a baby. Um, uh, I remember when we were in your flat, when you, after you'd moved back in with your uh, mum, because obviously, you know, we were just getting to know each other and our relationship as a co-parenting unit couldn't be relied upon because we just only just met. Um <laughs> Uh, we would sit in your living room and watch a lot of uh, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Mm. That's not my favourite memory, although I do like that <laughs> programme. Um, but I, I remember when he first started making a uh, this face, he would, he would uh, uh, for, for, the, for the benefit of the listener, um, he would sort of purse his lips and, 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 and widen his eyes and like, look like, like he was like surprised, but with like a, a big pout and you could do that face to him and he would, and he would do it back to you at quite an early age. And that, uh, was the first, uh, 
indication I got that there was somebody in there who was developing, that there was a, a brewing human. I felt, first of all, because of the shock of me being a father from like nothing. And second of all, because I just don't, it's like very difficult to know what to do with a newborn when you weren't expecting one. Yeah. And you were so natural immediately. I was just so shocked, given that we did not know each other at all, really. I was just so, but then it's kind of insulting to say that we didn't know each other at all. We'd had sex, I got pregnant, and then we got to know each other throughout the pregnancy. We knew each other enough to say I that we didn't mean, know each other. No, I know, I mean, I know, I know. I know, but if you think about how much you can get from people from just small meetings, you can get huge senses of themselves. I know I what totally you meant. I agree. I was in love with you. No, I know I, what I, you I, meant. I, had, I, I know what said, you meant. I had said that I was in love with you by that point. No, and I what know. have you said in response to that? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, hang on. I know that that's what you meant, but actually, I now really believe that we knew absolutely enough about each other to have a child together. And I think that some people really take so long to decide who's going to be the father or the mother of their child and everything has to be so lined up and right. But actually, I i mean, it's not like I chose that you were going to be the father of my children. Mm -hmm. And if you were in a lineup, I don't know if I would choose you. But at the same time, you, my body chose you and this has happened and I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, Would also, you choose me in a lineup? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, I, I, I don't know because I think that you, you can it can look like that now. Like it can. I think, given the fact that it has worked out, it now feels like it was always going to work out. But I think the fact that it has worked out maybe makes us devalue how lucky we were that it did, and that we are compatible, and that we only found out we were after we had a child together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I hate when people, well, I don't hate it, that's way too strong a word, but when people say about relationships, long-term relationships, that it takes a lot of work and things like that. <laughs> I, I kind of always be like, oh God, that sounds awful. But I kind of, and then maybe we have accidentally put in a lot of work. Well, yeah, but you also put work into being, I would choose you in a lineup. Would I, you? Um, what well, depends who else was in it? Yeah, it's um, true. Obviously. I mean, yeah. obviously depends who else was in it. I mean, you're not going to pick me out of a lineup if Jason Momoa's in it, are you? I don't know. I, of course I think you it... wouldn't. I've just, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> Come on. Look, you do know. Okay. Like, but... If you didn't know me without any of the kind of love and associations of affection or memories of history that you have with me, there's just no way. He's walking at six, six. Okay, but if you couldn't see a photo, if you couldn't see the lineup, you could only read the lineup, say. You had like bullet points of each person. Oh, yeah, yeah, Their yeah. brains, then, their then, families. Then, then, yeah. I mean, but... Their body type, their feet. Like your feet would let you down. Yeah. And the bullet points. Yeah. Your hands would let you down. Yeah. Um, your ability to do things in the morning would let you down. Well, um, I think I'm actually... <laughs> this is, this is, actually, we're nearing midday. I'm, I'm, I'm suddenly... You're packing up. I'm packing up. Yeah, it's quarter to 12. I think that I... In a in a list of bullet points would be quite unattractive, actually. Yeah, what with believing in crystals and stuff like that. Believing in crystals, believing in star signs, extremely neurotic. But you don't really believe in crystals or star signs. You sort of just like. I lie habit. to you is that it, I don't. Yeah, but I do. It's I a do. comfort thing for you. It's not. It's a crap. It's like a necessity in my life. But anyway, um, I think in a bullet point lineup, I would be quite awful, actually. Mm. I think on paper, I'm 
really bad mm. in a lot of ways. I think we both are. I think in terms of what we immediately present to the world about, like, I'm... I'm, you know, a litany of, uh, you know, red flags. I've got more red flags than, a, than an airfield. <laughs> you don't! And, well, you know, like in terms of I, I just, I drink a bit too much and I'm, uh, and I, and I'm a man who uh, speaks openly about uh, enjoying sex, which is, of course, means that I'm evil. Um, in, in, in common yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, small-minded, yeah. you know, uh, uh, circles of the internet. Uh, and for you, uh, you know, the going to find out about getting impregnated when you were a teenager or whatever it was you did. What? With your, did, like adopting or getting a sperm? No, 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 no. I, I mean, that was, I was writing a sitcom about having a baby. Oh, well, that's yeah. it, that's it, that's yeah. it, that's I it. I mean, that was, it. I mean, yeah, I did, I did I'd think about the idea of having a baby vice foundation when, donation when I was very young, but um, I didn't go through with it. Congrats. Here we are. But it costs too much money. <laughs> it costs is a that, lot of money. Is that the reason you didn't do it? I think I ax- I think I actually got a job, to be honest. I think I got oh, great, great yeah. expectations. Or That's like a really good way of trying to trick fate into giving you a job, isn't it? Yeah. You go, you say to fate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and get pregnant by sperm donation if you don't <laughs> give me a job. I know, but I think it was me from quite a young age realising that I don't think motherhood was going to stop me from... Doing things. I didn't think that, oh, if I have a baby, that means I don't have to get a job or like try very hard or be like, I still knew I wanted to do both from a very young age. Yeah. I have been thinking more lately about our last seven, eight years and careers and thinking about the trajectory of both of us and seeing other people and how well they're doing or, you know, what they're achieving uh, or their, their pace of achievement. I do think it definitely has slowed me down a lot, mm. but I don't mind. I don't. I, I think that there's so many opportunities where probably I've lost out on because I've either been pregnant or had a newborn or just not been seen for it because I'm not right. Or and I don't mean in acting. I mean in loads of different things as well. Do you think that it slowed you down at all? Uh, no. I mean, it has slowed me down in a practical sense in that there's less time to do things. I think I'd probably be more active on social media if I didn't have any children. <laughs> but I think that, and I think you've got to be very careful when you say this because people who don't have children can uh, take offence at this. But I think that um, being a parent lends you a new perspective on the world. And I think for me specifically, it was a very helpful uh, perspective. And I think actually as a... Uh, for an audience, uh, being on stage as a father of, uh, you know, many children <laughs> uh, lends your opinions a an, an authority that they wouldn't uh, otherwise have, rightly or wrongly. Maybe people should respect the opinions of everybody, not just parents. But I do think that your opinions on the world, and the opinions coming from the perspective of somebody who's a parent, lends them an authority and and indeed in in the writing of material i think there's a, a perspective shift that comes with being a parent so i think you definitely seem more trustworthy exactly on stage yeah i i definitely have enjoyed your stuff more since i have known you um personally 
I mean, yeah, I've also gotten better in the last eight years and I'm sure I would have done anyway, but... Um, I think you, I mean, you were amazing when I first saw you, but at the same time, I think as an audience, when you are talking about, you know, in your stand-up, you talk about, well, you less so now. I think now you're a bit more, um, your material is a bit more approachable. I think, you know, a few years ago, you would talk about things that were quite extreme. And then when you found out you were a father at the same time, it kind of, oh, okay, well, he's, he does have a heart or he does have a conscience or he's, he's a bit softer than he's giving off this impression of you. You're, mm. you're, you're, you're not softer on stage now, but you're definitely mm. more likable. Yeah. Well, in the, you know, I didn't, I didn't leave. I didn't run away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of- I didn't leave either. I know. I didn't run away. Yeah, but you couldn't. You wouldn't have wanted to. You just run different. away from you. Huh? Yeah. With the kids? No, no, no. I didn't leave you all here <laughs> to sort it out by yourselves. <laughs> you could like, have done. I, I don't. I don't think that. Like you know, there's not. Necessi- I don't feel like I deserve any credit for that. I really, I really don't. But I do feel like I do get some. I don't know if you do nowadays. Maybe in 2014 you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, just in. In the general, I think people have gotten used to it now, but I think, uh, yeah, certainly at the time, I think when I went, oh, yeah, I'll be involved, people thought, oh, that's not what I expected you to Did say. you ever have a question of not being involved? No. Yeah, I was staggered by that. I mean, I didn't, but I didn't really, to be honest, deep down think there was a chance that you wouldn't be involved anyway. It's not that I was arrogant to think, because I didn't tell you for a while. I didn't tell you till I was about 16 weeks pregnant, yeah. which... Is still quite early, actually. But if you think about the actual sixteen weeks of being pregnant, finding out at four weeks pregnant, you're, that's quite a months. long time of having that to myself. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel guilty at all about not telling you. I actually thought I was doing you a favour. <laughs> um. <clears throat> because you still were able to live in that oblivion. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I, I could have. Um, I could have not told you till till he was out. Yeah. 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 Hey, it's October. But um, when I, it suddenly became urgent to tell you. Yeah. But when I was, I'd finished that job or I was, or maybe I was, no, I was doing it, but I was still, I'd, I'd felt less sick. I, I knew that there was less chance of miscarrying. I didn't, because my worst case scenario would be telling you and then miscarrying and then having to like know that, like you do, you feel to feel sorry for me and then for yeah. us to be kind of bonded by this sadness. And us hanging out for a week, getting you through it and then like shaking hands and going, I'll see you around anyway. Yeah. And then I know that what would have happened is I would have started to like you already, which I already did. Mm. I mean, I liked you enough in the first place. Yeah. So then I would have had this weird thing of like, well, then maybe I should get pregnant again because we just got, I mean, it would have been so weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> I would have felt like you owed me a pregnancy. Yeah, you would have done. I know you would. That's what I was laughing at. You would have felt like, hey, no, come on. Give me the pregnancy back. <laughs> I would have. I would I have know, been that's awful. so sweet. Um, so I, by the time I told you, um, and you, I mean, it is hilarious how you responded. And, and looking back, it was hilarious how I told you. Mm. Because do you remember it was on the, I was, it was the day before your 27th birthday or something? Mm-hmm. And I was on a train to Hungerford, so the signal kept cutting out. So when I told you that I needed to meet up with you, and I didn't want you to, I didn't want to risk you not meeting up with me, because then that would have been embarrassing. So I had to, I had to let you know that it was urgent to meet up with you, but in in a way that gave the game away, didn't it? Yeah. Then you replied. 
So I said, it's it's oh, it's your birthday tomorrow. You have the same star sign as Courtney Kardashian and You're Nicholas it. Holt. And Nicholas Holt. Forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'd have good chemistry with Nicholas Holt. No, because that doesn't make any difference. He's when an Aries. I like Aries men. No, you don't. I do like you Aries don't. men. I'm I'm very Aries. I have a lot of Aries in me, Alfie. Um, I think I'm actually more Aries than Taurus, but that's just my opinion. Um, my charts would disagree. Um, but anyway, so when I said uh, you have the same birthday as Nicholas Holt and Courtney Kardashian, um, anyway, I think that we should meet soon. You replied within about thirty seconds. No, you said I need to talk to you. Oh, you I need to talk said, to you. I need to talk to you. And uh, if you had said, oh, "Do you want to meet up soon?" That would have been fine. But you said I need to talk to you, which immediately there's only two reasons <laughs> why you do that. Pregnant or disease. And that's what you text back. That's what I text back. Pregnant or diseased within about a minute. Mm. I was at the back of Derby University Student Union after having just been on stage. And I think I went, ha ha, no, I just need to talk to you. Mm. You I still said, would. You, no, I, don't, hold on. I said to you, there's only two There's only two reasons why you would have texted me right now. <laughs> I, you, you didn't respond to the last message I sent you. What? Uh, oh, I, because you wanted to go to. Oh, you, I knew I couldn't meet up with you because. You would want to have sex and you hadn't had an STD te- test. Sure. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> the point is uh, that, um, yeah, I went, no, 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 no. There's only two reasons. And then you still refused to meet up. So I thought, well, fuck it. I've got to tell him. I might as well tell him now. I refused to meet up because you wouldn't tell me. So I knew I wouldn't have refused to meet up, but I knew that refusing to meet up in text form meant that I would get what I was dealing with out of you. And I felt like I you, I can't know that, it, oh, it might be this and it might be that. Not knowing is so much worse. And you can't leave me knowing that I've either got to get, you know, a, 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 an STD check or, 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 you know, have a child with you. But this was four months later, so you surely knew you didn't have anything. So you uh, must have known. Yeah, but it could have been something that, you know, was symptomless, like, you know, uh, anyway, I, I just didn't know. It. You know, you, I could have, I could, you could be HIV positive, and I would go. Well, I, I wouldn't have had any symptoms of that yet. Anyway, I now realise actually, you hate surprises, don't you? I do hate surprises as so well. So that's yeah. why I'm just slowly clucking that together. Right. And so then you said, "Tell me now. Tell tell me what I need to know now." And I thought, "Fuck it." So I sent. I just sent you a photo of the scan picture. It's just up there above our heads. No, that's ten. Oh, that's <laughs> that's not funny, yeah. Well, they all look the same. They all do look the same. To be fair, um, that's the other thing that with each pregnancy, you learn to care a little bit less about those pictures. Mm. I haven't got one picture this time. It's really bad. I've got, I've got one, and then they haven't even bothered to give me any more. Yeah, yeah. Is it your? It's my fourth. Oh right. <laughs> I won't use any ink on that then. But when you saw that image of the scan, what did you? What went through your mind? Uh, I think very hard to say with any degree of like, like specifically what went through my mind because it's. Um, it I felt a rush of emotion, fear, and excitement. Uh, or, 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 but I don't. I mean, obviously, fear and excitement, both emotions. But I felt very emotional in the kind of broad sense, like uh, moved. I felt very moved by what I was seeing. Immediately moved, and immediately, in some sense, attached to what I was looking at. And I've told you before about the fact that that night, after I got home from Darbe, I um, got the picture of the scan up on my iPhone and put it on my pillow 
and uh, slept next to it. <laughs> so sweet. But alongside the image I sent you, I'm pregnant. Yeah. It's due in October. Do you want me to tell you? Because I remember it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pregnant. It's yours. It's due October the 10th. It's boy. I'm not having an abortion. I'm calling it bam. Yeah, which is quite a bold move of me. But it was I me self-preservation. Basically, you went in for a penny and for a pound there, didn't you? And uh, I just didn't want you to think there was any risk of me not keeping it. Any risk. <laughs> also, to because we're so clueless back then, but did it, any thoughts go through your mind like, well, she's obviously far enough along to have had a scan. Mm-hmm. No. It's actually real. Yeah, well, I knew it was real. I could see that it had like a head and hands and whatnot. Like yeah. it was a thing. It's a proper thing. And it was, It. I, I think it, you know, by that time it was like post, uh, like the abortion window, wasn't it? I don't know. I think you can get an abortion until quite late, but I think I was about, I was... That I scan. It was three months that you can get an abortion. Or maybe it's just three months you can get an abortion easily. Yeah, I, I don't know, to be honest. No, never checked. Never. <laughs> I've never had one. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, in retrospect, I can't believe that that was the way that we... But then when you did tell me, because you'd had a night to think about it. Yeah. And then we saw each other the next night. And you, at my birthday party. At your birthday party. And you were just so willing Mm. And keen, not in a like, I love you, great, let's be together. It was a very practical conversation in a way. It was just you were just being very, I want to be involved. You just did this sweet monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a nice guy. You are a very nice guy. Um, Imagine you could have had, you could have so many kids by now with other girls and they might just not have told you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no, I couldn't, I don't think. Um, Do you think that? When did you get pregnant with your current with with our current child child who's in you now? I don't really know. I feel like I've been pregnant forever in the summer, basically, July, June, June. Mm. Been pregnant for a long time. It's ready to come out, basically. It's cooked. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it when people say cooked. I do, also don't like when people say it's a, oh growing a bird in the bun in the oven, growing a bun in the oven. No, you're not. It's a human. It's a human. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I just said in for a penny and for a pound, and you're not. I don't know what that means. I've never heard that phrase in my never life. Heard that phrase no. before? It means you know, if you're if you're if you're in a little bit, you might as well go all in. No, oh, right. Well, we've definitely done that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with you and uh, uh, your sending text. me the photo of the scan and the texts, you know, doubling doubling down on the admission. It's like, come on, you don't want to tell me. I'll get it out of you, and then you went. Well, if you're going to get it out of me, then here's all of it. It's actually very much my fight tactics as well. In for a penny, in for a pound. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it your uh, your scorched earth policy for arguing. <laughs> uh, leave leave nothing in the earth left alive. Take the flamethrower out and uh, make sure nothing ever grows here again. Yeah, awful, awful. I really it's so incredibly unhealthy. Yeah, I know, but I haven't had therapy like you, Alfie. So you can't, you know, I haven't learned how to fight properly. I, that's not what I learned in therapy, and I never went to therapy for very long. <laughs> You went to therapy long enough for me to call you therapy boy in one of our fights, which was probably one of our worst fights ever. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, but I was still getting used to you <laughs> saying the worst thing that you could think of uh, in a fight and and taking it seriously at that point. Whereas now when you say something awful, uh, I just go, oh, that's, she, she's, she's angry again. Yeah, you've got this really great tactic, which is to shut down. 
Mm-hmm. So you know that that's what our, my my method would be to attack with verb, like verbal horror things. Mm. And you just think, okay, the only way I'm going to stop her is by shutting down and not talking. Yeah, It's so effective, but so annoying. Yeah. The other one is uh, I just, I just take a deep breath and then I smile and go, you know what? You're right. I'm really, really sorry. No, that's awful. I hate that too. And it just, and it, <laughs> it just voids everything. It's, uh, it's, um, I mean, if the thing is that, cause in the moment of like sheer anger in a fight, it's very, very hard to get anything constructive said or done. So there's no point in just hearing you scream abuse at me. Okay, don't say fucking abuse, Alfie. <laughs> People are listening to this and it's not abuse. It's usual. It's, not, it's usually it's not, truthful it's not, information. It's not, it's not I, I mean, like, I don't mean like abuse is in like the like legal terminology that people <laughs> use it. Like, you, you, you've abused me. I don't mean it like that. I just mean, you, you know, shouting an insult at me. Uh, which or, or I mean, a harsh is, truth, or, or 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 indeed a harsh truth. A lot of harsh truths are very insulting, yeah. and uh, w- there is a reason why we don't go around giving everybody harsh truths all yeah, the time. Yeah, I need to learn not to do that. Uh, so, in the face of that, I do um, do shut down and smile and say, "You know what? You're right. I'm really, really sorry." And that is, uh, uh, you know, worse than anything you could ever say to me. I think for you. I think that this pregnancy has actually been a lot calmer than the last pregnancy. Well, yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, definitely. I mean, for (laughs) the main reason that I'm happier. I'm I'm happier. Uh, Well, we're not in mid mid pandemic anymore. Yeah, I mean, that was something that left me feeling incredibly depressed. And I mean, the timing of that was just ridiculous. I mean, I do feel the pregnancy. Yeah, the pregnancy and the pandemic at the same time. Just pregnant, pregnant. And then pandemic, the news within a couple of weeks of each other. Mm. Hell. Yeah. So, and also grief for me, which is something that we've had to navigate together, I guess, with you, the way you handle my occasional uh, grief, you know, low points. Mm. Um, I think you've, we've managed to work a way of, I don't know, just living with that now, in a way. I think I'm less, I don't know. It was really hard to be pregnant with 10 in the beginning stages because it was only a year later from Ben and my hormones were just, because I hadn't been pregnant in so long. I think this time, because I have been pregnant relatively recently, Mm. I think my body's a little bit more, okay, yeah, this is your natural state is pregnant. So. I, yeah, maybe. But also I think because... I don't think you can underestimate the effect of just being stuck inside. I mean, like we were under a, 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 a magnifying glass. Everything that, you know, would have been felt slightly was felt extremely. Uh, so any, you know, hormonal shifts that were occurring in you or any grief low points that were uh, any sort of, of the kind of gloaming, throbbing depression that I was feeling about being a, a worthless person with no job or life to embark upon um, uh, was magnified. I mean, yeah. obviously. And we were me. in a tiny, tiny flat. Oh, yeah. With mould. With mould. And also, yeah, but even, yeah, yeah. But even after we moved, it was still difficult. 
it was, was less difficult. It was less difficult, but it was, um, I don't know, there was more excitement about having a new baby. And also, I, I, I do believe that having babies close together is actually a little bit easier. I know that you don't think this, mm. but I think because I was so out of practice with a with a baby because Margot was four, but by the time Tan arrived, um, it was like, and I was so arrogant in certain ways. I thought that it would be so much easier than it was with Tan, and every single little thing that could have just disrupted our plans happened, like the induction, the new NATO unit, his vomiting. Um, it was all almost designed to break us up in a way, I think. Whereas I think now we're a little bit more, I'm prepared for it to be a nightmare. Yeah. And we have a baby with us already who is rather demanding and we're in that mode anyway. So I don't think it can be that much harder. This might be stupid to say. Stupid. Stupid. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, it sounds stupid to me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I've got some messages and people say some babies are just good babies. So maybe we'll have a good baby this time. We won't. When will we have had a good baby? <laughs> I don't know. What, when will we have had a good baby? What, you, what? What? Why do you think that would happen? Because like, it might be a good baby. No, of course it won't. Of course it won't. It'll be, it won't ever sleep. It will be allergic to milk again. It'll be vomiting. It'll have like, it'll probably have tongue tie and that'll be a worry or something. Uh, maybe it'll, you know, it'll be... Also, I reckon it's going to be a loud baby, one of the ones that like immediately has fully developed vocal cords. That's, have you noticed how like the best thing about a newborn is that its vocal cords haven't developed properly? Mm. So even when it's screaming, crying, it's not that loud. Yeah. And then they kind of work up the strength to kind of cry louder as they get slightly older. And now the like the sheer and kind of <laughs> uh, 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 tormenting kind of sharp noise of a baby's cry. I would have thought that having babies would make me more patient <laughs> about other babies crying in public spaces, but it's made me so much more short-tempered about it. Because if I'm like in the coffee shop the other day or where was I? I was on a train and, um, and there was a shrieking baby in the carriage and I went, this is not when I hear a shrieking baby, this is my time away from a shrieking baby. So don't be a shrieking baby. But I was thinking about this last night. I can't remember newborn cries. It's like the the nature just makes you forget. And yeah, erase. but you can't remember having how painful childbirth is, or I any of I, the... I I can. Thanks can very you? much. Yeah, I really can. Okay, but well, yeah. I'm only saying that because you once told me that you couldn't quite remember what it was like. I I I, I viscerally can. can. I mean, with ten, I can. Yeah, but I don't know if I can remember. I, no, I can. I can remember. It was it was horrific. Mm. Um, but I can't really remember them crying that much. Partly because I'm so weak that the second they start crying, I pick them up. But I can't remember a newborn cry. And Margot is the only one really that cried the second she she was like a textbook normal coming out the vagina immediately crying. Coming out the what? Vagina, vagina. <laughs> going onto the boob like normal happy newborn baby textbook thing yeah Ten did do a little screech when he came up then was immediately oh shit something's going on yeah yeah, yeah. let's get all your your amniotic fluid out of his lungs no it wasn't that now we know that I know but there was no but it was it wasn't it, that's what they were initially doing and then they got it all out because he was spitting it all up wasn't really? he and then they went oh 
this actually wasn't the full problem because they thought that was the full problem. Then they got it all out and then... Uh, I don't remember. I was delivering my placenta. Yes, you were. And then having... Still got it in the freezer. No, we threw that away after we when we moved. We couldn't re- have transferred it in the move. It would have gone off. I need to cook it. Are you going to do that this time, do you think? Make a chilli. Oh, my God. You um, can do it, apparently, can't you? Yeah, you, you can it. do loads of stuff with the placenta. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to do that. I want to I want to try and, yeah, not focus on the placenta. Mm. Um, so if you can raise the baby and I'll try and raise the placenta. I'll be like, <laughs> it's be a... Uh, I'll, I'll put it in a little blanket and you know, <laughs> rock it back and forth. It'll be like one of those like learning babies that they have on Love Island. But I'll but be... They just slap it in a in a bedpan, a, like a cardboard bedpan. Like, do you want it? Mm. That's, that's what they do. I know, I, it like it's, awful. The, it's so, so bizarre that this thing is, and they sort of shrug, do you, want, do you want that? Do you want that? Like it's, you know, your leftover chicken satay from Tootsie's. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want a doggy bag? No, I couldn't do that. So do you think that you, some men don't see um, the baby being born, so they just stay with the mum, like the head. Mm. Do, you, do you regret at all seeing the babies come out that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I've, I've, really? I've, I've, yeah, 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 yeah. I've gone off you totally since then. No, genuinely, do no, you? No, of course not. So it hasn't, put, it hasn't at all, it's not something you think about regularly? No. Oh, that's good. I never actually have asked you that either. I have a vivid memory of Margot's head coming out of your pussy. Oh, God. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, re- I remember that very, oh my God. very well. Because there was a, a huge, like, um, viscous kind of blot of blood that okay. fell out, first of all. Um, and then I realised it was falling down the crown of Margot's head as Margot's head uh, came through. It's just not like seeing the same thing. It's like it's a it's 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 incredible. Like oh oh, I won't like get a fucking I mean, and without wanting to sound too like right on self righteous dad. Childbirth is beautiful, you know. Aren't I great? Kind of loser kind of person, but it is like incredible. Childbirth is like the most frequent miracle we have access to. So the idea that I wouldn't. If you don't mind, obviously, me staring at a child come out of your vagina. Um, but, like, if you had the opportunity to see it, wouldn't you watch? Like, I know. I mean, it's I amazing. I, I cut the, I, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to do everything. I kept the placenta with the, you know, the, 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 the intention to cook it. Never did because we moved house too quickly. But um, but I, I wanted to do that. I cut the umbilical cord. Did you watch Donnie's head? Uh, uh, yeah, but it was such, like, that felt like more of an emergency because he came out dead, didn't he? He didn't come out dead, Avi. Yeah, I know, but that, he he did, and then they. It was to... more of a they, you know she the midwife was screaming. I'm gonna have to cut you. I'm gonna have to cut you if you don't push. And then it was yeah, clear. It was all oh, of it, just it was awful. Too too much. And then you know I was too busy. Like they they stuck him under the heater and pumped him back up. And um and, that was and then I took a photo of him to show to you so that you could see that he was alive because you were just saying over and over again he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. I don't think by that point though I knew he was alive. I think you took the photo anyway to show me. Because they were That's still working him. Yeah, but no, you said to show me the photo to show he was alive. Yeah, yeah, I've still got it. No, I know. You're not. What I mean is, I when you took the photo, it wasn't to show me that he was alive. It was to show me him. I didn't know that he was alive yet. I know. That's what I'm saying. I took the photo to show you that he was alive and that he was fine. No, I disagree. I think your memory, 
remembering that wrong. I'm not because I showed it because I quickly took it and then went to go and show you to disprove the thing that you were constantly worrying about. I think it was because it was just such a shock, the entire thing. The the idea of actually having a baby grow inside you and then yeah, birth the baby. Yeah, you were definitely baby. like catastrophizing, as you're sometimes prone to do. And you thought the idea of having a baby, given it was something that you've wanted, as you said, since you were a a, a little girl. Mm. Uh, the, you know, the, oh, no, it can't be real. It can't be real. And you, you were... You know, as you are prone to do in a lot of different circumstances, <laughs> self-preserving against the worst thing that could happen by predicting it. Yeah, definitely. But um, yes, yeah, so you didn't see him come out then. I did. I did. I remember him because I remember him coming out and then going, "Ah, well, he's not crying." <laughs> oh dear. Uh, oh, and he was so white. Uh. Yeah, he did not look nor sound like a, the baby that you uh, expect, you know, George Clooney to deliver on ER. But you, oh, the, the strange thing is that was completely normal. You know, loads of babies come out like that. I think it is. I know, but I didn't know that. No, not, I'd only ever I. seen babies be delivered on ER by George Clooney. I know. So um, Magda delivering a silent baby was yeah. not something I was prepared for. But that's the other thing that I think is important to to tell people. Don't necessarily expect your baby to cry when they come out. They don't. Some babies are completely fine and they don't cry when they come out. Sure. But isn't that amazing? Because you just you assume that the baby should cry, and so you'll you'll you give birth and you're just waiting, and you panic yourself. And actually, they might be fine when they don't cry. Yeah. So don't don't wait for a cry. Basically. And they might not be fine if they do cry. Yeah, which exactly what happened to ten. Yeah. So just don't don't trust anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always be on edge. That would be my message. And it's weird that I remember the midwives of Donnie's birth more than any other. Alfie keeps burping. Stop. Why do you save your burps for podcasts? It's like this is burp time. It's so annoying. I see your podcast and I see that you're holding in burps like the entire time. Do you watch it? Occasionally I do. And I'm just like, okay, he's about to burp. And sometimes you just burp. You do this on stage too. Just don't, don't have it's, any it's, liquid it's, when you're performing. It's talking. It's talking. It's something about <laughs> the, 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 what it is for me to talk. Anyway, I moved away from the microphone. You're the one who's now dedicated five Why minutes to Why are you then burping. having another sip? Because I, I, I can't burn. <laughs> okay, well, I, in a minute, get ready because I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. Quick fire okay? questions and I won't take a long time answering them. That's for damn and sure. And you won't talk about football. Try not to talk about football. There are a few questions that I want to ask you, but I'm going to just just wait for a little bit. Just let, let you just swallow that liquid. <laughs> yeah, all been swallowed now. What are you most excited about with this baby? Or are you not excited about anything? Um, I mean, the, 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 I find it quite hard to say that I'm, it's not <laughs> exciting to, this baby, I don't know because I don't know the baby yet. And I don't know, the exciting thing about any baby is getting to know it and see it develop into a person. So I suppose that's the thing that I'm excited about. And as I've said before, I think that 18 months is the best age, to ha the best human age to hang out with a child. That Like that is... Ten's age right now, so he's 17 months. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's months. not 18 months yet, Alfie, okay? Yeah, months matter at this stage, okay? That is just... They matter. Something... He's literally... 17 months and four days. Something, yeah. Mums of young children are absolutely allergic to rounding <laughs> up or down. Don't round up. Never round up. If anything, round down. Okay. Anyway, um, he, uh, yeah. 
getting to know him and uh, see him uh, develop his characteristics and personality uh, is 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 joyous. Do you think you're more open to recognizing the joy of that right now? Because you do seem to have this connection with Ten. Not that you didn't have a connection with Margot or Donny, but it seems to be much more reciprocal. You both, he just, he adores you. Um, so do you think that with age, you're getting a little bit more soft or something? Uh, no, I just think this is the most traditional circumstance that um, we've uh, had a child. Like, so with uh, Donny uh, seven years ago, uh, you know, 27 years old, like I, I'd only found out I was having a baby five minutes before that. I um, uh, was learning on the job and trying, just trying to get it right and trying to get to know you at the same time. I know obviously we knew each other, but I we know, didn't I, know each other as well, so just don't worry about you know, caveating <laughs> that with a defence of who we are. Um, and with Margot, uh, well, we we broke up quite shortly after she was born, so we then I didn't get to have the same relationship with Margot. Well, when when Margot was seventeen months, ten's age, mm-hmm. we were in the midst of the breakup. So mm-hmm. we we broke up when Margot was about maybe ten weeks old, twelve mm-hmm. weeks old, and then we stayed broken up for a while. Mm-hmm. But it's because I remember I so remember clearly taking this photo of her upstairs at that house we were living at, and I remember thinking, oh, she's seventeen months old. She's such an amazing age, and that's always just thought. I've always just remembered that that age with Margot and we were broken up. Isn't that strange? So yeah. you miss so much daily. Yeah. Yeah. And so my memories of her from that age are uh, slightly more intermittent. Yeah. And, um, are, and and I don't feel like I developed a relationship with like Margot to the same extent that I've developed a relationship with 10. I mean, now obviously I have a wonderful relationship with her, but, uh, but at the, at that time, there was just, and I'm sure it would have developed, even if we'd stayed broken up, it would have developed and become a lot closer. But I think um, relationships um maybe at that age, and I, I, I'm just guessing, but they're more based on familiarity and um, and, and and regularity of contact, I, I guess. I and placement, know. I think. So, like, he knows where you are all the time. Like, even when you're not home, when you're away and stuff. He still assumes you're in the bedroom. Mm. It's it, it and whenever I say anything to do with like daddy or he points upstairs. Mm. So that's amazing, really, to see. And yeah, you're right, it is the first kind of normal situation to bring in a yeah, child. It's the most tradition traditional situation we've ever had a child in. Yeah. I mean, Margot was traditional until, you know, ten or twelve weeks in when we broke up. So do you think And you're... even then at the time it still didn't really feel like it was just I don't know why it was so chaotic and awful, but it was. <laughs> Well, it's because we were just, you know, we didn't know what we were doing and we were both kind of terrified about our careers and yeah, we still are, but we're a bit more sure of what our paths are now. Yeah, but also we both, I mean, we're both a lot, both younger, I guess, and like less, not as good at, I mean, you, you, you mentioned earlier not liking the word like work with regard to relationships, putting in work, but as soon as we got back to be- together, we were both very different people and without having to make um concessions or changes about who we are or were uh like directly and overtly i think both of us changed in ways um to be a better 
person for the other. Like you are not what you were <laughs> in that respect. And were you, we wouldn't be together and vice versa. If I was still like I was then, then, then it wouldn't work. Yeah. And I mean, meeting in the middle slightly in our, in our, in our rhythms. I remember speaking to somebody once and they said, relationships all about rhythm. You've got to be working in the same sort of, uh, working to the same beat, living your life on the same, in the same rhythm. Yeah, that's such a good way of putting it. And uh, we definitely were living very different rhythms in when we were 28, 29. Yeah. And now it's, it's, you know, more similar. Yeah. Or maybe we're on the, in the same rhythm, but you're just on the offbeat. <laughs> or we're doing a harmony. We're doing that, a harmony. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, 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 that's even more music analogies. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, rhythm. And- I'm Paul and you are a Ringo. <laughs> um, do you think you're better with babies or toddlers or children? What do you prefer? What age do you prefer? Because you aren't a fan of n- newborns, are you? Uh, no, I'm not a fan <laughs> of newborns. Uh, just uh there's just so much i mean all of it is quite anxiety the whole being a parent is quite anxiety inducing because you know children are fragile and you've got to look after them and there's a responsibility to when there's a newborn you know keep it alive when there's a a toddler develop it well when there's a child kind of nurture and be the, the the responsibility about what you've got to give to the child and what your parenting to that child means like you 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 can't you it's a lot more difficult to fuck up a newborn long term you know what <laughs> i mean like everything that you do for a newborn is something that you do for it on that particular day and then the having done that the, the badly or well that runs out and is irrelevant the next day you start again whereas if you parent a seven-year-old badly, then that in 30 years' time is still a problem. Yeah, and they could remember that particular moment forever. Um, it's so much more... I, I, it's hard. Stakes are higher. It's hard at every stake, though. But the, the, the stakes are higher, but I suppose that it's much harder to, you know, uh, parent a seven-year-old badly that it might ha- like and make you end up in hospital, whereas... Mm parenting a newborn badly you know might might result in a trip to the emergency room so but also toddlers are dangerous toddlers can have accidents the entire time yeah it's all dangerous i remember my mum saying to me that um or like she was paraphrasing something she'd heard i'm not sure but like the when you have your firstborn you you know you keep it in like a in a in a you want to keep it in a zorb the whole time so that you know it can't uh interfere with anything or pick up anything dangerous or come into contact with any dirt, germs, anything like that. Hazards, no. Childproof everywhere. And then uh, the third comes along and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, just play with this, you know, <laughs> bread knife for a bit. Uh, and I remember my mum saying that when she had her third and I don't relate at <laughs> all. I'm still just as anxious and nervous and don't touch that. And the only thing is now if, if Tim bumps his head, I'm a bloop. I go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They bump their heads. Mm. Whereas when Donnie would bump his head, I would go, oh, that's kind of like irreparable brain injury <laughs> territory. Yeah, you have calmed down in that way. Um, I'm. Always, I've always been surprisingly. I get quite paranoid about illnesses and stuff, but I'm not. I'm definitely a bit freer than you in certain areas of parenting. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't enjoy the climbing frame. 
I, I, you, you can't know, do parks, I can can't you? do parks because no. I'm just constantly like having heart palpitations about whether or not um, <laughs> bones are being broken today. Yeah. And whether or not I'll have to, I just can't, I can't, I need to loosen up about it, but I can't loosen up about it. Jesus, we've talked for a long time. We have. Um, your friends are all childless okay. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, like people do seem to be having kids much later, don't they? Now. So do you think that that's isolated? Do you find that that's kind of, um, do you wish that they did have kids or do you? No. You don't have any opinion on that? I, I mean, like, I, I know that like for the purposes of a podcast and intrigue, it would be good if I did care but I don't care at all about whether or not they have kids because it's just their choice. Why do you think people are having kids so much later? Because they want to focus on themselves. I think the whole, like, the the, the phrase 40 is the new 30, or is it 40 or 30 is the new, whatever it is, all of those phrases that, like, an old age is actually the new 10 years younger than that, and that exists across lots of different decades. Um, And I... I, I I buy that. And I think the reason is because it's a, it's a, first of all, it's a possibly kind of a more London centric problem. You're really going to get bored by this answer. I can already tell, I but I'll, already. I'll, be, I'll be very, very quick about it. Um, because house prices are so expensive basically. Oh, right. yeah, and that great. means people have to work later and people don't want to have families unless they've got the security of a home that they own a lot of the so time. Do you think you need that security to have a child? Huh? No, but I think a lot of people feel like you need that security. And I think a lot of people want that security. And I feel like wanting that security is completely understandable. Yeah. And until people have that security, they might not want to start a family. And that's why people have children so much later, certainly in London. And but I think that we've proven, um, certainly with Donnie, we didn't have any security at all with our like careers or, I mean, in terms of even buying things, we didn't buy a cot, we didn't buy anything really. And now with 10, we definitely bought more and we were definitely in a little bit more stable position with Arguably our- Arguably too much. We bought too much. Um, <laughs> like had, it's it's not made any difference to how we parent him. Uh, I think that we could have done a, the same job with this, with the, with less stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I do harbor fantasies of minimalism <laughs> and um, you very much in the furnishing and purchase department are a, a maximalist. I am so not. That's offensive. I'm just actually looking. It's, first of all, it's not offensive. because You're it's looking just, at my pink armchair as you say that with hate. I'm actually looking at this kind of the, the shelves that are next to us. This is are, decoration. Yeah, I know. I know. This I know. is my and studio. Chest of drawers and cots, and we've got about 98 cots. And We don't have 98 cots, Alfie. Uh, no, we don't anymore because we threw them all away. But, like, we've now got one cot that's a really great cot, and then we'll get another cot. And no, we're not going to get anything else. I'm not buying anything for this baby. Sure. Well, I'm just saying that, look, you, you couldn't possibly defend the idea that you were in any way a minimalist. I am a minimalist. You're n- no, 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 Jesse, that's a lie. In our relationship, I yeah. have completely if a, transformed. If this was a video podcast, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get away with saying that <laughs> because of all of the shit okay, that's everywhere. Okay, we've spoken for too long, so I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions, okay? We haven't spoken for too long. This is just va- more value for money. Yeah, but we, no one knows about the half an hour we did before we had a fight. Uh, Liverpool really game. It, it was, was a like huge a, fight. It wasn't a huge fight. Um, which might be why we both sound quite tense. I don't sound tense. You, you sound, sound incredibly tense, tense Alfie. Um, what advice would you give for new fathers, like first time fathers this time around? So, but we can't really pretend the pandemic 
isn't affecting things right now in hospitals because it's it, like, for instance, like you still have to wait outside and we get we have to text when I have a room and like all of that stuff. Like it's still definitely affecting. Um, Marginally, although I think a lot of, although I actually was allowed in. You were, away you were allowed time. in, but only because we, we lied, didn't we? And so oh, we were in a different place, yeah. Um, which was bad of us, but at the same time, it's like other parents do it too. Um, what advice would you give for them in the hospital environment in those first few, well, first of all, in, in the labour, the second of all, in the, the when the, the newborn is here, hopefully, and then third of all, in those first few days and weeks, like what, what do you wish you could have done differently or what do you wish, what do you I don't think I would have done anything differently. I think I was perfect. I an ideal companion for you. I but do you think that you could like prepare I... yourself better if you no, could do it again? I was absolutely perfect. Um, <laughs> no, I... Because I... before you say anything, in the podcast that I'm now going to delete, the one that we just recorded before, um, we did mention that there's definitely what we have both noticed um, with how midwives and doctors and the hospital system treats men when it comes to labor and and, um, pregnancy is they do kind of ignore the guy. Um, I've I've definitely seen. And it's quite awkward because I expect them to talk to both of us and then they usually just talk to me and it's it's like, well, you're involved too. Like he's, it's, it's strange. And rather than feeling, you've never, you've never kind of felt awful about it but you've definitely we've definitely joked about that yeah so what advice would you give if if a man isn't prepared for that kind of for them to be blanked sometimes um i don't really think there's any there's too much you can do about it you could say to the the the, the, the doctor sorry could you just <laughs> could you stop blanking me please but then that's <laughs> not going to make you know your visit to the hospital any less fraught or awkward or tense so you just have to Eat it, I guess. I mean, it's not really, those circumstances are more, it is, you are in there, despite the fact that, you know, it's our baby and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's in a sense, a collaborative process. Whereas also, you know, a lot of the heavy lifting emotionally and indeed physically is done by you. So all that I can do in that circumstance is just try and uh, help out in any way I can. And the most helpful thing I can do is just ask any questions that I think might be helpful. Um, I mean, and, and that sometimes is very jarring for a <laughs> midwife who's been you know, trying their best to ignore me for quite some time. It's like, you know, that scene in The Sixth Sense where uh, he, I'm assuming everybody, all listings have seen The Sixth Sense now. He's dead um, in it. Uh, he meets her for their anniversary dinner and she can't see him. And then she's like, like I, I always feel like I, like I shock a midwife when I ask a question by going, by the way, is that? And they go, Wah! oh, I didn't see you there. Sorry. I didn't realize that you were in the room as well. Uh, I, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't see the, the hubster. Um, what about the birth? Is there any advice you'd give to how to handle or handle that experience? I, I mean, I, I, I was sort of in a, uh, a fugue state during the birth and in all I can remember trying to do is don't try and do too much and don't do nothing. Like you're all you need or all I 
felt like you needed was to be able to see me, to know what I was there, to squeeze me and to say, you're doing brilliantly, whether or not you were in fact doing brilliantly. <laughs> um, it's very, you know, you must never say to a mother, you're actually giving birth quite badly at the moment. <laughs> uh, you need to try a lot harder than this if you want to get this thing out. Um, even if that's true, uh, I, I'd still err on the side of uh, compliments and saying you're doing brilliantly. It's what about so when I hit you? I didn't hit you, but I would definitely like bat your way sometimes. Did that uh, offend you? Uh, no, 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 no. You were so good in that situation. No, I, no, I. I <laughs> it's so horrible the, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I once described it on stage as like because you kept on trying to sit down on your. <laughs> vagina which is where the baby was coming out so the midwives were very very keen that you didn't do that so at one point I had to sort of wrestle you upright and um <laughs> and you were telling me to fuck off and <laughs> fuck off don't touch me and I and I, I didn't I, say fuck off did I you, you did say fuck off you, uh, you, and then I started stroking your back and you went don't stroke my fucking back <laughs> don't don't fucking touch me <laughs> Oh, uh, I remember. And then was that Margo when my mum was there too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mum was like, don't swear, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I wasn't the one to say that. Also, I don't, you know, care if you swear. Uh it's 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 yeah, you can't take anything too personally. Um, and your you know, your job is just to be uh you're like a a a, a boxer's ring man. You know, you just every so often Rub the shoulders. You're doing brilliantly. Go for it. You're going to win this. Um, and then uh, you were so good after each time it. because you were, you just kind of, you knew that your job was to show that you cared about the new thing, but also to get refreshments. Yeah. You've got to know your role. <laughs> you just got to know your role. Get food, get refreshments. I, uh, you, you essentially need to I think my years spent working in the service industry uh help me um you know you are essentially the customer the customer is always right uh no amount of abuse is too much and I'll <laughs> I'll take anything essentially in this situation Stop saying the word abuse please so, yeah I obviously don't mean abuse <laughs> in a sense like that I'm gonna have to like you know write a blog post about you I just mean that you know fuck off don't fucking stroke my back it's etc et uh all, all fair and completely understandable within the context of uh you know uh, 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 childbirth you know that's 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 your that's that's the tough thing that you have to go through and if the tough thing that I have to go through is being told to fuck off then I'm getting away rather lightly, I think. And then I'll go and get us, you know, Thai food or whatever it is I'll go and do afterwards and hold the baby. I think and the best meal, and the best meal out of all three honest of them. Honest burger easily. Yeah, the honest burger easily. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You just, even if you're vegan, I was, I was vegan. We weren't, not at that time. Oh, well. No, that was Margot. We hadn't, we didn't, we didn't go vegan again for another few weeks. We oh my God, go but the meat after giving birth, yeah. eating meat after you give birth is the most amazing experience mm, yeah, it just just wouldn't like, have, yeah imagine that a smushed black bean patty it just wouldn't have been the same I want a burger this time again yeah great um, what did we have after 10 well that was too fucking traumatic that whole system that whole thing oh no I did bring food in though what was it I can't remember I think it was Thai no no I can't remember it? I think it was a burger I can't remember because it was too fucking awful what was it? Oh, well, you were in there for five days, so it was actually loads of different things. And that's yeah. why I can't remember. Yeah, it's I true. would come, I would go to the food court in Westfields and bring you things. I think it was a burger. Okay. 
But it didn't taste the same. Didn't taste the same. Um, so what about if the father is feeling like, oh shit, this thing needs me, this baby, sorry to keep calling it a thing, needs needs her. Um, I can't really do anything to help. She's maybe breastfeeding the entire time. I feel slightly invisible. Um, our relationship has now changed forever and it's not going to be the same ever again. Like, would you give any, is there any optimism and positivity to give to couples in because it does change it is it is overtaken by a baby for a bit but then you do get your relationship back yeah Mm. so what would you say to them like just have faith that it will well yeah it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be horrible. I, I, yeah, the, the analogy that I was going to use was really, really horrible. I was going to say having a newborn is like, you know, an extremely damaging storm. And then after a little while, the storm subsides and all that's left for you to do is clear away the damage. Uh, right. <laughs> Lovely. But the that but it, I think it, it it does feel like a storm. You are trying to you are constantly, there isn't too much pause for thought or reflection. I mean, I think your mum says that having a newborn is the easiest bit because it sort of sleeps for 18 hours a day. And but it's not like a sleep that you can just go, right, you go upstairs for a sleep for a bit and I'll be down here watching Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. It's a sleep where you have to be like, oh, things still asleep. It's not like a sleep where you, the parent, can relax. And that whole thing about, oh, you sleep when the baby sleeps, you mm. sleep when the baby sleeps. Well, that's much more difficult than um especially if you've got other children than saying that sentence especially if you've got other children um like I, my friend who has had his child loved and was completely in love with his child from the moment that it was born i have had a sensation where i did love donnie the moment he was born but my love certainly grew as i became less afraid there's lots of different contextual differences between the thing but I would say that the way that you feel isn't right or wrong, or if you don't feel like a sudden gushing, overbearing sense to, you know, cut your own hands off just so that you can, you know, to prove your undying and impossible love for the newborn, that's okay. Don't um don't 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 savage yourself for or feel like you're a psychopath or anything like that. Uh every, everybody has love uh, experienced as in, in, in a different <laughs> sensation, but I mean that doesn't mean I don't. I, I but now I would. I would. I you know. I'd. 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 I'd love them impossibly, and I would. Uh, uh, there isn't anything that I wouldn't give up so that they could have a better life. But when Johnny was a newborn, that sensation of love didn't exist for me immediately. I think it didn't exist for me immediately either until I think I, I remember I remember reading some kind of stupid fact like you don't you don't really love your child until they're eight months old. The love suddenly kicks in at eight months old. Yeah, and then when he got these silly bollocks. That but I remember when it got to about when he got to about eight months, I was like, oh, my God, the love. Yeah. Was incredible. It, you love it is a different type of love. Yes. It's a much more instinctive. Uh, let's. Let's keep this alive rather than it there being a being in front of you that you can engage your sort of love faculty with. Mm. Okay. Thank you, Alfie. Thanks, Jesse. Have a lovely day. <laughs>
been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I was going to ask you. You're not going to ask if I have anything I'd like to plug? No. Why not? Because this isn't a plugging fucking podcast. It is. No, That's it's what you not. Do. When you have a guest on your podcast, you say, thank you so much for coming in. Is there anything you'd like to plug? No. No. I was going to ask you loads of cheesy questions like, when did you realise you wanted to become a father? And what mistakes would have you... What what in what traits do you hope that they don't get? So these were just jumping off points. These, these were jumping off quick fire questions, okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, with hopefully no answers that involve Liverpool Football Club. Um, what what traits do you hope that they don't inherit from both of us? I put both of us there, not just you, because obviously we want them to inherit all of my traits. Um, given that we are together by chance, do you think that you would be happy? Do you think that? Are you happy that I'm the mother of your children? I mean, not the no kids. You could have more children with other mothers. And I might. Try them out. Yeah. Try them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compare and contrast. <laughs> but are you happy with me as the mother of your children? Yeah, 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 I am, yeah. Do you love me? Oh, my God. Come <laughs> on. Okay, okay, okay. Press stop. Now. How do you think you can improve as a father? Bye. Bye. <sighs> Don't worry. That's this, I wish these I more, are just. I wish I was more um, uh, patient and relaxed with regards to them, like the, the playground thing and the anxiety about them hurting themselves. And I wish I didn't. I I I feel like my failure as a father is uh, works in tandem with your failure as a mother, in that you are not very good <laughs> at disciplining, which means that I have to be too good at disciplining. And Maybe. Uh, I wish uh, that you were a bit better at disciplining, so that. I I want them to like me. I know, that's the thing. It's And what do you think you've learned from your parents or your father in particular about um, being a father? Because um, you say some things that I'm just like, that sounds amazing. Your dad sounds like he did some things just incredibly with you guys. Yeah, but I, I, I and then I'm, and I miss that. And I would like, I wish we lived in a sort of, uh, Simpler time. Well, I think that there's elements of it that it was it was different for my dad because he had me and my brother and alone in his house. So it was just the three of us hanging out for a lot of the time. Because which, your parents had split up. Yes. Uh, so it. I think for him to find activities with two boys of you know of five and nine or or six and nine, whatever it was, we were at that particular point. Uh, was a sort of easier thing to. Well, yeah, it was part time parenting, so he could be the fun dad. Well, it was not. It wasn't part time. We had like a week at his and a week at my mum's. But um, well, so, I part- mean, it is part time, but it's not like part time as in like every other weekend. So you imagine know. how great we would be if we were a week on, week off. Fuck. I know, we should yeah, uh, think about that. Um, <laughs> uh, but then there's four almost of these children and three. So I don't feel. I I I wish that there was a bit more time for me to spend with them without being like a huge group. Like my friends often kind of criticise me because I don't like hanging out with them in big groups. Of <laughs> I'd much rather go for a pint with one of my friends than two of my friends at the same time because as soon as you introduce another person into the mix, there's a sort of element of combative, competitive, and performative traits that creep into the event. Whereas if you are just with somebody, you can you know them so much more intimately and kind of deal with them on, uh, 
you feel like you know them so much more in that experience. And I also feel when I've gone to the football with Donny, say, um, or, uh, or, or, or or taken Margot uh, out for the day or, or nothing with Tenye because he's not, you know. Yeah, uh, it's definitely more exciting. But I, I miss, I miss those um that those opportunities. To yeah, but be... they will come. They will come because I know, they're I know, getting I know, older. I know, I know, and I and I and I hope that they do, and I look forward to them. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that actually. Um, in terms of your parents and the the week on week off, that would have definitely made. Yeah. but also them only having for the most part two two children. Yeah. That's not being so. I know. Well, so, I mean, and that's the thing, and that's what that you what, wanted. You wanted four ch- children, Alfie. You know, there's nothing. You, you, you can't say that on a podcast because people will think you're being serious. And obviously, I didn't want four children. I wanted two children. Um, and uh, and and uh, and, and, and don't and like you, condoms. And, and you, uh, you came from a big family, so you you experienced life and growing up as uh, the, the benefits of what a big family was, and I uh, experienced the benefit of uh, being a you know, small family, but a smaller family or, you It know, is a small family. Yeah. Well, tight, tight, tight knit units of, yeah. um, of, of people. Um, so I, but we're both basically from, um, I mean, not broken homes, but like definitely parents that didn't have normal, like long, like, I, I mean, I think that there's a, I would really like to think that we stayed together and we do do it like a nuclear family. I don't know. Mm. There's loads of I, I when I definitely grew up, I thought, oh, I want to have a family and I want to like I don't think I ever thought about getting married, but I definitely thought I want to be with someone and have kids with someone, but you didn't think that you didn't you didn't think that uh no, uh, no, much many more of my instincts and fantasies about later life were based around my career, yeah, and what but same I here. Like I definitely had, was ambitious. I just also wanted to have a family. Yeah, no, sure. I completely. I no, no, no. I'm not saying that you know they're mutually exclusive or that one is at the expense of the other. It's just that my fantasies or or or, or, or yeah, my fantasies about my later life were mainly based around um, uh, becoming a king, doing well <laughs> in my chosen art. So, do you want to plug anything? Thank you no, very much. No, I'm not. Eat. That's it. We're finishing the podcast. Uh, I actually think I, I would cut my I, little rant I, at the end. Sorry? Well, I'll cut my little rant about when I was a little girl, I wanted a family thing. No, no, no. It's all right. I'm not no, I'm, you are cutting I it. I edit it, so I'm not going to minimise the workload. You are Thank you very much that. indeed. Uh, We've dragged. We need to have something to eat. Okay. I'm on tour. No, you're not. I am. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug, Jesse? Um, This new baby. Yeah, you're going to plug it's this gonna new baby. It's going to be great. Okay. It's going to be a good baby. And how can people find this new baby? Uh, my Instagram. Okay, great. And that is... Uh, uh, at Pindippy. No, oh, at it's Jessie not Cave. Pindippy anymore. Pindippy Doodle. Jesse Cave. Jesse Cave at... Hemorrhaging followers, my pregnancy content, by the way. Still. Oh, yeah. Literally. If people just, you know, they want they want the Harry Potter doodles. They don't want the pregnancy shit. Oh, well, I'm well. sorry. I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. Pregnant forever now. No. No. Uh, thanks very much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Alfie. Thank you. I think that you've been really nice. <laughs> okay, say goodbye and then I'll press stop. Okay, I'm going to say goodbye now. Thank you for listening. Um, I think on the next podcast, I'm going to talk about... Um, uh, uh, what am I going to talk about my next one? Well, you don't... You need, why do you need to tell them now? I don't know. I just thought it's a nice thing for people to look no, forward to. No, just say to. goodbye and hope they have a nice time. Oh, I hope you have a nice time. And I'm very grateful for any listeners... <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>